when you can live a life where in your presence not a single face has ever shrunk that to me is live and let live and it's not that we cannot do strive today should be better than yesterday tomorrow should be better than today this year should be better than last year and we can reach there to me i don't have to go to church personally internally i'm very clear i don't have to be a christian to love christ and more importantly i don't have to be a christian for christ to love me so who are who is a christian it seems when everybody went to the church on a daily basis samuel alone will always go and serve the people he used to think even the time that i get to be in the church in that time let me serve somebody else so one day as samuel was nursing somebody's wound an angel appeared in front of samuel and asked samuel can you tell me where the houses of these three people are mary paul and george so immediately samuel said this is where mary lives that's where paul lives and this is george's house but why are you asking this so immediately the angel said no these are people who love god i brought gifts for them samuel said then my name must be there just check the angel checked and said no your name is not there and she disappeared samuel couldn't sleep that entire night he said is it not serving the creation serving the creator by taking care of the sons don't i show my love for the father why name my name was not there he couldn't sleep that night the sun did rise so many people went to church samuel was convinced what he is doing is right he went back to serve people the angel came again samuel was not even interested in looking at the angel again you will come and ask for address of three people i will have to tell again you will say my name is not there what i am postmaster or what so he continued to work angel immediately called out to samuel and said samuel you should listen to this yesterday i brought a notebook which had the list of all those people who love god and your name was not there but samuel today i brought a notebook in which your name is the first and this is the list of people god loves if the entire life of christ is nothing more than love thy neighbor love thyself love your enemies love god god is love to me irrespective of the religious practices the one who lives his life as the embodiment of love is a lover of christ and is loved by christ he is a christian you don't have may not even know anything in bible there are people whom i know are bible scholars but you can't see a living christian there and there are people who don't even know anything in bible living christians the point here is i'm not trying to speak on religious perspective but trying to tell you god is love god is bliss god is consciousness god is truth and if you are not completely aligned to the principles that is god it doesn't matter how many times you go to a mandir it doesn't matter what dress you wear it doesn't you can grow a beard you can cut your hair you can develop a long hair you can bring about all bodily modifications you can be perfect with every ritual that you practice for example people come with great pride and tell me uh, this time i did eight days fasting 
you don't fast to brag about it you don't fast for publicity you don't fast because uh, they did 8 days i did 10 days yeah competition chal raha hai kya you do it for your own self purification you do it for your lord you do it in those moments also you forget everything else and you stay connected to the whole thing you do it for it when you are in a complete state of silence have you observed even if nobody sees the batch nobody will talk to you something about you tells the world you will not talk today you don't have to have a batch nobody has to see the batch when you are in complete silence the world knows you are silent nobody comes and talks to you even if you wear the badge but if your mind is talking all the time everybody comes and today you are silent is it and they'll talk and go <laughs> because your mind is making noise the change has to be inside the change has to be within it's about that internal alignment if god is omnipresent there is a saying people say in hinduism there are more gods than people but what the vedas are saying is if god is omnipresent then in what is he not present if god is omnipresent is he present in your parents yes they are also god is that god present in your children in your spouse yes then they are also god is it there in the plants in the trees in the bees in the insects in the animals in the pig in the buffalo in the snake in the elephant in the tiger in the lion is it present no it's present in everything then everything must be worshiped is it there in the mountains is it there in the valleys is it there in the river in the sun in the moon in the stars yes everything must be worshiped is it there in the five elements everything must be worshiped is it there in life is it there in death yes in life and death everything must be worshiped is it there in dabbu who oh, definitely there okay it must be worshiped is it there in the books worshiped is it there in this equipment this too that is why you'll find a typical hindu if his legs touches this he'll immediately do this because if god is omnipresent then it's present in everything in what is it not present which means for the fisherman his ocean is is gone for the farmer his soil is is gone for a teacher his books are is gone for those who do lakshmi puja that is gone everything is gone in fact the only change in perspective between religions that originated outside india and religions that originated in india the only difference predominant difference between the two is that all the religions that originated outside said see all in that one god religions that originated here said see that one god in all nothing is exempted from it in fact in this context i have to clarify in the vedic tradition the only role of life that has not been made worshipable is a seeker everything else is worship doctor is worship teacher is worship spouse is worship child is worship pig buffalo is worship the only thing that is not worshiped in the vedic tradition is a seeker because once a seeker starts thinking he is worshipable then his seeking will stop everything else is worshipable so to me he is a vedic follower not because he wears the thread not because he has understood everything those who can see the divine presence in every moment of life 
those who can experience the touch of the divine in every experience of your life, to me is a Vedic follower. God is not a matter of belief, but a matter of alignment. He may not know the Dharma, but because in his life he practices live and let live, that existential grace will work for him. He may not have understood many of the philosophies that are taught. In his nature, he is a selfless individual and his selflessness will carry him through in life. He may not understand advanced philosophies of life. See, I know people who are happy in life who don't understand all these scriptures. They don't know all this. They have very simple understanding of life which makes them happy in life. For example, I'll give you two examples. There was this disciple who went and asked, his master, a Sufi master. Master, how to be happy in life? Master couldn't control, he started laughing. He said, I'm just asking you a simple question, why are you laughing? The master said, now when I was your age, I went and asked my master the same question, how to be happy in life? He laughed at me. <laughs> but what did he teach you? He said, my master just said, the name of the Sufi master was Abdullah. He said, the master just said, wake up every morning and ask this question to yourself. Abdullah, what's your choice for the day? Bliss or misery? Having chosen whatever you have chosen, commit the next 24 hours to live worthy of that one choice. That's all. It is not difficult for any man to live up to his own commitment for only 24 hours. And the master said, ever since I wake up every morning, no great scripture. This is a scripture. I wake up every morning and ask myself this question. Abdullah, what's your choice for the day? Bliss or misery? Choose bliss and commit yourself to 24 hours. No matter what happens, don't allow it to disturb your bliss. Just 24 hours. No matter what happens. Just wake up in the morning and ask yourself this question. Abdullah, what's your choice for the day? Love or apathy? Love. Next 24 hours, no matter how you are tested, no matter how the world reacts or responds, commit yourself to 24 hours of love. And another favorite scripture of mine, I call these scriptures because this is enough for us to get transformed. No complicated philosophies. It will be ego delight for you to know more than others can give you a lot of ego delight. But that's all is required. In fact, I'll put it this way. If you know everything about management, you will become a professor in I am Ahmedabad. If you know only little bit about management, you will become Narayana Murthy. If you know everything about electricity, you will become an electrician. <laughs> if you know little bit about electricity, you will switch on the light and enjoy the lights. <laughs> if you know little bit about life, like this you will seek and go to Mumbai and enjoy your life. If you know everything about life, every day you have to give a discourse like this. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to be there. Enjoy your life. Have a ball of life. To me, any simple understanding that can transform a person in itself is a scripture. Doesn't matter from where it came from. And here was a supermarket where this little girl was adamant that she wants chocolates. And you know, children are great negotiators. Once they want something, they know how to get it. And here was a mother telling herself, Jennifer, relax. Jennifer, don't get upset. And the child said, Mommy, I want chocolate. And that lady continues to say to herself, Jennifer, no matter what happens, don't get angry. Jennifer, don't yield. 
observing this whole thing, an elderly gentleman walks up to that young mother and says, Ma'am, I know you want to calm your child, but don't you think you're speaking too much of adult stuff to your child? And the young mother turned and said, Who told you I'm talking to the child? My name is Jennifer. I'm telling myself, Jennifer, relax. Jennifer, don't get angry. Jennifer, don't get worked. And sometimes just that little talk unto yourself will ensure that so much of your life goes in the right direction. God is not a matter of belief. God is a matter of alignment. The question is not whether he believes in God or not. The question is not whether he is a master at it or not. The question is, is there alignment to it? How do I ensure there is always alignment? If you take all the religions, the essence of all the religions can be brought into just four words. Prem, Sat, Chit, Anand. Prem, love. In whatever you do, experience that state of oneness with everything that is life. Feel one with, see everything as your natural extension. Never deviate from the centeredness of love. If all that you wish to achieve, all that you wish to accomplish can be seen as the circumference of your life, let the circumference of your life keep on expanding. But let there never be a shift to the center. I place the compass on a center and draw a circle. Now I want to draw a bigger circle, so I expand the compass. Do I need to shift the center? Spiritual alignment to me is that no matter how much I want to expand, no matter where I want to go, no matter what I want to achieve and accomplish, no matter what sort of life I want to live, one thing I will ensure in my life, I never deviate in my life from my centeredness of Prem, Sat, Chit, Anand. I will not perform an act that deviates from the centeredness of Prem. Just to quote an example, yeah, any institution, any organization if it has to run, in some form, you need money. Without money, infrastructural development cannot be done. And without infrastructure, enough good cannot be done. And in fact, it's my personal conviction, every good human being has the moral responsibility to be rich. For the simple reason, financial surplus created by a good human being will somehow build a better world. Financial surplus created by a bad human being will destroy the existing world. So, one of the reasons there is so much bad in the world is, good people are all so contented, so contented, they say enough, enough, enough. So all this money goes off to bad people, and bad people use this money for the destruction of the world. If every good human being can resolve to create enough financial surplus, and after all, you need only so much to feed. See, however rich you are, you can sleep only in one cot. How many ever bedrooms you have, every two hours you can't go and lie down in another bedroom. Even if you have five cars, you will travel only in one car. You can't keep left leg in one and right in the other and go like an army parade. So beyond the stage, rich is mere fallacy. Beyond the stage, there is a financial surplus which will automatically spill back into life. But that financial surplus in the hands of a good human being will build a better world. So somewhere finances are required. So one of the avenues by which we in Alma Mater and Frozen Thoughts, we generate finances through advertising revenue which we get in Frozen Thoughts. I remember that year, 
ITC wanted to give a cigarette advertisement, and I said, say, I will not publish a cigarette advertisement in Frozen Thoughts. So immediately they said, if you don't publish, others will publish. I told them, just because somebody drops their pant, I will not drop my pant. I have principles. <laughs> the reason I'm sharing this with you is, there is good money and there is bad money. Money is not absolute. There is good money. And you'll somehow see good money comes and turns into a good purpose. Bad money somehow gets drained on hospitalization bills, on income tax raid, excise raid, uh, misappropriation of funds. You'll somehow, in fact, you can't enjoy bad money. You will have the bank balance, you will have black money, you'll have everything. Money is there, theoretically it's there. You can't enjoy black money. Your body may not permit you to enjoy it. Good money somehow always serves good purpose. And to me, good money is that money should come without deviation from Prem Satchitanand. There should not be an act which is anti-love, anti-life. It should not be destructive to anything. It should not disturb anybody. It should not spoil anything. It should not harm the environment. So I said, I will not publish a cigarette advertisement in Frozen Thoughts. At that time, Alma Mater was not very big. I remember that day going home and my father asked me, are you rich enough to say no to 4.5 lakhs? I said, no, Dad, but I'm principled enough to say no to bad money. And this principle is nothing but do what business you want to do. Expand how much you want to expand. But you have to ensure that the money that's coming into you is good money. And good money is it is not expecting you to give up your prem sat chit anand. There should be no deviation from love. You should not have a need to compromise on your truth. You should be able to awarefully do it. And what you do should bring happiness to you and happiness to others. Prem Satchitanand. Somehow, either you can learn all the scriptures in the world and then eventually find how to align yourself to everything or in everyday, day-to-day -day life, ensure there is complete alignment to Prem Satchitanand and you'll find you're already aligned to all the principles of every religion. Prem. The most easiest way to implement Prem in your life is go into any relationship looking at what you can give and not what you can receive. You will receive. When you walk with somebody like this, when you are part of a force like this, you will always receive. But your basic mindset, even when you start your car, from wherever you start to come to the ashram or to attend a satsang in Mumbai, your basic thought should be, what can I give today? To whom? Somebody. In what? Maybe a small voluntary work of adjusting a mic. Maybe somewhere just receiving people with a smile and being that neutralizing factor with what stress they come, looking at your smiling face, they should be able to dissolve into something sitting here. Could just be that as you walk and you find a carpet is teda and you just straighten it and go. Without speaking a single word, when chapels are left outside, one chapel is left like this, one chapel, you just arrange it together. In fact, chapels outside should be arranged as if soldiers are standing in perfect attention there. You don't have to tell. Within three weeks, you'll find automatically everybody is keeping their chapel properly. You've not even said anything. 
it not necessary that every time i have to be given a responsibility and i'll execute sometime i can assume a responsibility and say shall i execute this that's all assume a responsibility it can be at home what tells you that you should not fill water in the bottle and keep in the fridge you only drank it you only emptied it fill it up and keep and after all it's not that you are going to draw water from the well and fill it up some aqua guard you open it fills the bottle you close it and keep it itna nahi kar sakta somewhere organizations anniversary celebration you should put your hand up and say i am going to tie the balloons i am going to be part of this responsibility go into any relationship looking at what you can give not what you can receive secret of a happy marriage is two individuals all the time looking at what i can give not all the time begging what i can receive in fact two people meet and this is the normal thing rajan i do so much for her but why she can't do this for me rajan i do so much for him see two beggars met is there anything i can continue in this because when two beggars met only beggary will accrue there at least one should be a giver never go into a relationship looking at what you can receive always go into a relationship looking at what you can give live to give and i've experientially seen those who care for the creation are cared by the creator that's what samuel realized in loving the creation i earned the love of god for me go into any relation in fact it should become your dna not even intellectual in your dna the transformation should come if you are there somewhere you are there as a giver and it must be so spot and this is even in management it need not just happen in a selfless ashram like this it can happen in management in fact set your organization goal like this by end of this year i will ensure at least 10 of my employees must be able to have a bike or a car lift your employees they lift the organization as a management principle i will ensure every customer receives lot more than what he has paid for every customer i will not live up to customer expectations i will surpass customer expectations as a management principle i will not be a source of headache to my supplier by delaying the payment for the sake of delaying the payment anywhere it can be applied go into a relationship looking at let me take the freedom of saying it even those of you who still live in the world of sex even for you go into a relationship looking at what you can give and not what you can receive you enhance the quality of that relationship itself prem sat never deviate from truth the energy that you waste in defending your lies is infinitely greater than the energy that is required for you to be truthful and honest the curse of lying is it teaches you to escape from situations in life the only reason you lie is you want to escape you don't want to face the situation face the situation face the situation the blessing of honesty is it teaches you to face any situation in life there's no dissipation of energy in living by truth because you can forget everything you have been honest about you have to remember all your lies lie needs maintenance truth does not need maintenance 
Rajan, but if I am completely honest in this world, Rajan, that I will not be able to do my business, one day eventually you will all realize a little less with peace of mind is far greater than little more with no peace of mind. And truth alone can give you that peace. Nothing else can give you that peace. When you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to avoid. When you have nothing to avoid, you have nothing to hide from. Why should you live with fear? There is nothing to fear for a honest man. A liar has to fear everything. It's okay, you don't have to do 24 crores. Do 14 crores and be peaceful. And lift your head above the shoulders and walk. You don't have to be scared as if your own shadow is chasing you. You don't have to be one thing in the presence of somebody and something else in their hand. You don't have to. There is great freedom. No matter what the circumstances are, this is me. That's what truth gives you. Take one step at a time. Start with one relationship and tell yourself, in this relationship from now onwards, no matter what happens, I will not deviate from truth. Then make it a second relationship. Strive. Reach there eventually. Start with your children. With your children, stop lying. Be a worthy role model to them. Let them not read in scripture the importance of truth. Let them see in mommy, papa the value of truth. Start there. Start from where you can start. Finally, you can come to income tax. But somewhere, somewhere start. Chit, consciousness of all the creations of God. Man alone has been bestowed with his ability where you can be an observer to yourself. Only for a man, wrong can be a matter of self-realization. Nobody else has to come and tell me where I'm wrong. I know where I'm wrong. You know how much you can watch yourself and correct yourself? Because when somebody in the world comes and corrects you, your ego comes in between you, try to justify it. Correct yourself. Continuously strive to ensure through your awareness, your today is better than your yesterday. Bring in awareness everywhere. When you are eating, you should know what you are eating. You are talking, you are eating, and you, what you are eating is going inside. You are not even aware of it. Then you don't remember what you are talking. When you talk, talk. When you listen, listen. When you walk, walk. When you eat, eat. It's for technology, multitasking. You don't do multitasking. You do single tasking and do it properly. 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, thrice a day you eat. That 30 minutes can't you be completely aware of what you eat? When you eat in complete awareness, your entire digestive system operates very differently. When you are not conscious of your eating, your eating does not contribute to your health. When you are reading, read. Why television is on? You want to watch television, then close the book and watch TV. Do one thing at a time. People ask me, can we have a lunch end meeting? I ask them, lunch or meeting? Both cannot happen. You want to meet, we'll meet. Then no lunch. One thing at a time. Slow down need be. For some time, give up multitasking and focus on single tasking. What is being aware? What is chit? What is consciousness? Your mind must be where your body is. Right now, the body is walking here. The mind is already ahead. Till I tell you the session is over, your body and mind must be with me. It should not start thinking about lunch. That is what chit is. 
That's what chit is. Living your life in conscious awareness. When you're finalizing a trial balance, you're there in the trial. When you're making lime juice, you're with lime juice. When you're cooking, you should kick. The only reason salt has been put in the dal twice is that after dal started boiling, some music in the TV came. With that spoon itself, you came. Oh, When you went back, now you don't know whether you put salt or not. Chit. And you can develop chit by training your consciousness one sense at a time. For some time, only look through the eyes. Bring your entire consciousness to your eyes. And don't take your consciousness from it. Don't take your eyes from it. It could just be gazing at him. It should just be sitting in front of that picture and losing yourself. It could just be looking up and losing yourself to that presence. For a few minutes, close your eyes and just listen to the hymn that's going on in the background and just lose yourself to the hymn. Dissolve. Slowly bring your consciousness to the point. Accept the bhajan that's going on. You can't hear anything else. Just sit next to a plant. Feel the plant. Withdraw yourself from all other senses. Just enhance the touch. One sense at a time. One task at a time. Then you develop that conscious awareness. Anand. Living a life of, of limitless bliss. I can already see a lot of bliss. But I definitely want to touch upon. I just don't want to speak on Anand. I want to see you laugh with Anand. I want you to dance with Anand. I want a practice for holy celebration today itself. And get ready for the tomorrow. Right through. And let's have moments of Anand towards the evening. The more and more you monitor yourself on Prem, Sat, Chit, Anand, Divinity. I'll tell you what I like about this place. You have been given happy spirituality. There's a lot of happiness here in spirituality. Because I don't know where people have been given a feeling. Spirituality, Mandir, God means you should keep a very serious face. Immediately. Mandir means you should not smile. Spirituality means you should not laugh. In fact, where you should actually be blissful, people go into there and everything about them becomes... A child is happy and the parents are... Shh, shh, as if happiness is some crime. What is not happiness cannot be God. It's not possible. And what is God has to be Anand, Paramanand. Divinity waits at the door of happy soul. There is no way you can draw the divine into your life without bliss. Anand. Let's go much more into the detail of Anand towards the evening. So to sum up the whole thing, one, rituals have a purpose. They are actions performed to cause transformation of a feeling within you. There is a science and religion is the highest science. And where do I apply these rituals to cause this emotional transformation in me? To understand my subconscious is basically one of deep emotions or shallow emotions. And only that to which I associate deep emotions, recurrence of it happens in my life. That is why bhakti has been such an integral part of 
Indian religion to asking you to embrace that highest force through devotion, surrender, love, gratitude, bhakti, faith, everything is the highest form of different emotions. So it is important I learn to experience the depth of these positive emotions. I should reach that stage in life where life gives me a lot more opportunity to shed tears of deep positive emotions than those negative emotions. So I will ensure in the way I live even my day-to-day -day life, negative gets only one sentence and positive is in five sentences. Negative is only intellectually analyzed but positive is emotionally involved and I will train myself through these actions to ensure I experience deep emotions in my life and the most fundamental of four deep emotions that I need to integrate into my life so that there is spiritual alignment in my life is Prem, Sat, Chit and Anand and by ensuring I am always aligned to Prem, Sat, Chit, Anand like gravity which is not a matter of belief but a matter of alignment my God too is not just a matter of belief but a matter of alignment and I will ensure that I attain this alignment in my life by all the time monitoring myself. No matter how much I try to expand the circumference of my life, I'm always centered on Prem. I'll go into any relationship only looking at what I can give. Sat, I will progressively live a life completely aligned to truth. Chit, one sense at a time, and one activity at a time, I'll ensure my mind remains where my body is. I'm all the time aware of every moment of my life. I shall not be a stranger to my own life. And Anand, I will not only be implicitly blissful, I'll be demonstratively blissful. There should be no confusion about the joy of my life. My life will be one of never-ending celebration by which I draw the divine into my life. And by living my life centered on Prem Satchitanand, I'll actually live with the divine grace every moment of my life. And that's what I shall be. I'll see you at 3.30 again in this place. Just take a moment to experience whatever deep positive emotion you choose to experience. It could be gratitude to him. It could be the bliss that you are part of all that that is happening. It could be a very strong resolve to embrace truth, understanding a little less with all the peace is far greater than little more with no peace. It could just be overflowing love love for the creation, love for the creator, love for life. Just take any one positive emotion, experience the depth of this emotion. Let the heart feel a deep sense of gratitude To him, for but for him, 
none of this will be a reality in your life. Whisper that gratitude. Thank you, God, for taking me to my Guru. And thank you, my dear Guru, for showing me my God. Beyond all the noise, something deep within you, the core of you is so silent. Just get in touch with that inner silence. Beyond all the chattering, beyond all the noise, feel that core within you that deep silence within you. And I'll see you again here at 3.30. I love you so much. Thank you.